0: All, welcome back to another episode of the wonderful dr studio ZSL podcast. So I'm grateful to be back and shout out to all my folks who are listening to me. Man, I thought my podcast stats were as good as dead. Oh my god, this last month, man, I went from having the normal, typical 20,000 to going well below maybe literally 60% of that. And I said, Oh my god, well, it looks like. This is going to all go out the window, but the next thing you know, all of a sudden, right after New Year's, which makes no sense, boom, it goes right back up. So big shout out to all my beautiful souls who are following me from around the world and big shout out to my Taiwanese. I got me some Taiwanese followers from obviously this podcast going on over there to IG. I just love it, man. I love communicating with my fans, everybody who has been here throughout the years listening to me. So man, just want to say thank you so much. And with that being said, guys, we're going to dive into some good stuff today. So I got got some points of view that I want to discuss with you, and then we're going to listen to other people discussing what we already discussed in our last podcast back on Thursday in regards to relationship building. And then we're going to do some situational type of stuff in terms of what you would say in specific situations, and then we're going to listen to some people entering those situations saying what they do say, okay? And so I hope that makes a little sense, but if it doesn't, it's all good. So with that being said, let's go into the first one. A, it's a cliche, but it's true. A cliche meaning, well, you hear it so often, but listen, it's true. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. So again, do you agree with this or do you not agree with this? Again, with first impressions, I don't know. That's never at the forefront of my decision-making or anything because I live so congruently. So again, you know, anytime I bring my energy and my enthusiasm into conversations, um, people love it. You know, over the last, maybe four, especially the last three years, now that it's 2023, it's crazy. People absolutely love it. Now, when I was in my go-through, Green, meaning when I was living here in 2015 and 2016, you guys already know the story. And some of the most damning times of being an African-American man in, I guess you could say, not only in Thailand, but on the continent of Asia, a lot of people did not like that enthusiasm. And I thought something was wrong with me. You know, I would question me. I would question everything about who I am because they're like, oh, you got too much energy. You got too much this and too much that. A lot of Americans, as a matter of fact. Americans born and raised in America say the same thing. And that's probably why I do not have many Native American, you know, like people who are from America and whatnot listen to my podcast because I'm just of a different conscious level Uh, my consciousness is very, very high. And therefore I attract to me only like-minded individuals. For example, there's a girl from Taiwan who recently followed me, big shout out to you. And she started... Following me, and I was like, oh my you know, I never had to, you know, I had some folks from Taiwan follow me on my ESL podcast page, but never the Arsenio Buck perspective page, and, and it's crazy because I was reading, you know, some of her English, and she listens to this podcast, and her English is great, and she is of the same mindset as me. So, like I said, like-minded people attract like-minded people, right? Whatever your mindset is, you are attracting the same people, and you, know, you better look yourself in the mirror and say, "Woo." I've been attracted to me some sorry ass people. I need to figure out who I am, okay? And I need to clean up this image, this self image that I have, you know what I mean? And so nonetheless, the first impression, I always go in there with the same, hey, how you doing? I always, I'm just who I am on every every single time of the day. And it's without fail. And to be honest with you, you know, if you ever go to restaurants and you try speaking English and this and that and you've ever gotten bad service, or if you're me, okay, and me being 34 years old, me having dealt with some of the grimiest individuals throughout my lifetime, if I go into a restaurant and the people are very rude or they're very unattentive, I just walk right out. And you're never gonna you're I'm never going to visit your chain ever again. You know, and to be honest with you. This is basically uh how it is in regards to me so I absolutely agree with this question. Now let's go on to B It's not how you start it's how you finish last impressions are what really count almost oh, definitely a lot of people are scared to be uh, to start at anything because they're afraid of starting small you know and uh, again, if you saw my podcast and you saw my numbers what seven years ago, my numbers were very, Very, very small. In my, the Arsenio Buck perspective, although I do have very big, you know, I I have some big spurts every now and again, they're still unbelievably small, especially in in comparison with this 700,000 download uh, podcast that I have here, the Arsenio's ESL podcast. So it's not how you start, it's how you finish. A lot of people have bad starts in any faucet, every faucet of their life, and they always clean it up. Just like at the beginning of this year, it's not how you start. It's how you finish off the year. That's why at the end of the year, I'm always like, guys, do not let up. Do not let up. You need to press your foot down on the gas and go full throttle to the end of this year. And now a lot of people, they have a tendency of just, you know, saying, ah, it's it's always how you start. It's not how you finish. That's why at the end of the year, I really don't do anything. But okay, I get it. Holidays, traveling, all that stuff. At the same time, man. Hey, uh, there's no taking time off in any year because, man, our days, our months, our years on this planet are limited. So that's all about perspective. Let's go on to see. They say humor is the shortest distance between two people, but it can also be the furthest. Agree. Dependent on the culture. Some people just don't understand humor. Like my humor, yes, I am American, but I am so far from being what Americans really are. Right. Haven't lived there in 10 years. I've traveled there once for six days, five years ago, six years ago now. And to be honest with you, the humor and how what they perceive to be funny is totally different from what I perceive to be funny. So, again, it could be a bridge, but at the same time, you don't want to force it. And if you try being funny in different cultures, they're just going to look at you very ominously right? And so you have to always remember that. And the last one, as you travel around the world, you find that business and pleasure mix in very different ways, 1000%. Oman is different from Singapore. Singapore is different from Bangkok or Thailand. Thailand is different from Japan. You know, in Japan, boy, they love going there and just throwing back them beers, throwing back the beers. I remember I had a, uh, a friend, he graduated from MIT from Japan, Riosuke was his name, he was working on the MRT Purple Line, as a matter of fact, while, uh, what was it, when it was still being built back in 2015, eight years ago when I was a baby. And, um, you know, every time we got together, it was always a beer. It was always a beer. It was always a beer. A lot of people, again, business with pleasure, although it wasn't really business. But again, if business and pleasure, I think the best thing, like in terms of business, me giving that presentation four years ago, but there was pleasure the night before. Pleasure in terms of, Hey, Arsenio, hey, listen, hey, food, wine, you name it, we're going to be getting together with all the big creators downstairs. Next thing you know, people are dancing. I'm drinking wine. I'm like, Arsenio, that's so one glass too much. you got a presentation at 9.30 in the morning. You need to calm down, right? And again, that is different from what it would be, obviously, in the Middle East, different from what it would be in sub-Saharan African countries, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, Northern Europe, Southern Europe, is different just about everywhere. Southeast Asia versus Eastern Asia, okay? South America versus Central America is different everywhere, right? And so business and pleasure, when you're done with business, it's like, okay, I'm gonna go out or I'm gonna go re- relax, I'm gonna go do this. And some people just invite you. If you're in Brazil, boy, y'all going out for drinks. <laughs> okay, y'all going out, y'all throwing them back. Okay, you're throwing them drinks, Wax, you feel me? And then obviously in Europe, Unless you you know in England per se, you finish and it's like, okay, let's go get some drinks. Japan, okay, let's go get some drinks. And oh mind, you can't get no drinks. Okay. Alcohol is pretty much banned out there. So you see what I mean? It's always different. So here we go. People are now in this audio. This is an advanced listening exercise again. You're gonna be listening to them talking about the things that I've just discussed. And then we're going to go about it and talk about it, you know, uh in regards to what they say. So, let's dive in, people.
1: Yes, well, it's easy to say don't judge by appearances, but, I mean, we all do it, don't we? You take one look at somebody and you're already weighing them up, deciding how friendly they are, how confident, how interesting. It's it's automatic. And then two minutes talking to them and you've got them labelled. Successful, intelligent, pushy, funny, boring, potentially useful contact or not. (laughs) You know, I read somewhere that we actually evaluate people within 10 seconds of meeting them. And apparently, that's it. It could then take 10 or 20 more meetings with that person to alter our first impression of them. I'm not so sure that's true, but I do think you can tell a lot about a person on first meeting them. It's the little things. A classy watch, a sharp suit, a nice smile, a, a nervous gesture, an ugly tie. Bitten fingernails are a no-no for me. Or a limp handshake. The wet fish. Absolute turnoff. Actually, I think a good firm handshake is really important. I'm working in Germany at the moment. You know, the Germans shake hands practically before every meeting, even if they've already met you. Extract two.
0: Interesting. All right, so in terms of that, I mean... But to be honest with you, all of you, yes, all of you use social media. For every like, for every scroll, for every tap, for everything you see, we're constantly judging everybody. We're judging everything. If it's, if it's like eligible for a like, like if it's even worthy of a like, if it's worthy of this, if it's worthy of a comment, we're constantly judging because we do live in an era now that we have the ability to always judge. Now, again, me, eight years ago, I thought having a new wardrobe and dressing to impress would allow Thai people to accept me for who I am, not the color of my skin. Did that ever work? No, because why? And I never accepted myself. Right? And so now I look ridiculous. I remember when I first met my, uh, my fiance about three years ago. She's like, what are you wearing? I was like, what? She's like, you have a red shirt, blue shorts, green shoes. And I'm like, Yeah you know but for her she's a person that she's always when anytime she's in public she always wants to be seen as blank me i don't really want to impress people anymore i don't really care i just really don't i've already hit that age where i'm just like if you don't like my shorts then fuck right off i don't give a damn they're shorts okay they're not going to be going with me to my grave okay now if you're going to judge me based on the shoes that i wear the shorts that i have on the shirt that I have, well, uh, I have empathy for you. And I feel sorry for you. And I feel sorry for the people who you're in contact with. So to be honest with you, I'm pretty much judging anyone who's in middle class, upper class, the celebrities and everyone else, their egos, they constantly say, oh, you know, my baby, my child needs to have a gold chain. This person needs to have that. I need to have a Bugatti, this car, that car. And I'm like, dude, you are just, sho- That that's just all insecurities. You don't feel comfortable with you. You wouldn't dare getting into a Toyota because you care more about what other people think of you than what you care, than you care about what you think of yourself. That's it. That's the whole thing. I'm not looking to impress anyone anymore. Even when I went to the gym with these 1 million Instagram follower girls, these high-so people who are wearing all these different things, I not care, man. I put on my Under Armour shoes, which are phenomenal, and I put on whatever I do put on. Listen, I'm still, listen, people, I'm still wearing shirts and no, no bullshit. They smell good. Don't Don't get it twisted. But I still wear workout clothes from about 2011, 2012. I have a shirt, my Tough mother shirts from 2017 and 18, six, five, six years ago that I put on. She's like, my girl, my fiance always says, oh my God, they are so short. And she laughs. I'm like, yeah. She's like, look how tight it is. I'm like, yeah, it feels pretty tight. I just don't really care. You know, but other people might see that shirt and say, why is he wearing that? This morning I went to the gym. I was wearing a Hulk, okay, from Under Armour. A Hulk, uh, what is it, a compression shirt. I came back home, fiance laughed at me and said, what are you wearing? I said, I'm the Black Hulk, you know? I I just thought it was cool. I thought it was cool when I bought it and I still think it's cool today. Now, people judge me based on that. Hey, best of luck to them if they feel better about judging me based on something that someone else is wearing that you have no control over. And I get it. A lot of people are saying, you know, in the world of business, you know, you have to be very, yeah, that's probably why I would never go to France. Because in France, I'm wearing exactly what I wear here. I don't give a damn. I'm not looking for anyone's approval. I'm sorry. And so that's a lot of you out there right now. You are seeking other people's approval. And that if you get their approval, you're going to approve yourself. But until you get their approval, you're never going to approve yourself. That's the problem with society. I approve me. I approve me first. Your approval is not even extra. You know? And so when people do compliment me, I'm like, wow, wow thank you so much. But to be honest, with you, it's not shocking whatsoever because I already approve of me. I already compliment me every single morning. Journal it. See? So with that being said, let's go on to the next one.
2: Actually, I think it's last impressions that we sometimes overlook. I mean, it's the impression you leave people with that counts. If you're meeting a lot of people all at the same event, it's easy just to drift around from group to group and never really make contact, like some kind of social butterfly. I think you've got to be good at listening and drawing people out, investing some time in them, and then making sure you close the conversation in a positive way. The old, oops, gotta go, been great talking to you thing is really bad. Or, here's my card, give me a call. Way too impersonal. Mm. You have to be careful how you end the conversation because that's what people are going to remember. And there's no point having the conversation in the first place if you're not going to try and make that person feel like it's been really worthwhile.
0: Sorry about that, people. I just had to hurry up and, oh, my God, I had a delivery from Shopee, had to get some Guard and some some matrix and some, some basically all these little things like nitrates and phosphates and things that I need to reduce in a saltwater tank so that obviously my fish don't die. My coral don't die. So I had to hurry up and put some of the filter, the bio media is what you need into some of the outlets. And I'm just so happy that I have this bio media. You have no idea. I'm so excited, but anyways, let's back in. We're going to dive in. I'm going to rewind it probably about 13 seconds. It might be a little bit of a rerun, but it's going to be all good. So here we go
2: try and make that person feel like it's been really worthwhile extract three
0: so again remember this is where obviously uh, i just ended up getting a phone call and whatnot but nonetheless people closing out the conversation and giving a business card probably not always the good thing you got to spark interest in the other person Right. This is probably the most critical of all of them, because if you don't spark that interest and you're looking for things such as what I said before, like an acquisition type of relationship, you're always going to be at a loss. Right. And so what she talked about was absolutely crucial for a lot of people out there. So let's go into the next one.
3: I think a good sense of humor is essential, Hmm. at least in Britain and America, it is. Humor is very much how we build relationships over here. On the other hand, have you ever done business in Finland? I have. Very different situation. Mm. You can forget the humor. (laughs) They don't even really like small talk all that much. They'll lounge around with you in the sauna, no problem. But they don't give much away personally. That's crazy. Just not part of the business culture there. Of course, it may be that they just don't understand our humor. I mean, humor is very cultural, isn't it? You watch a comedy on a foreign TV channel, and it's hard to see what on earth they're laughing at. They probably think the same about our jokes. But then, I think jokes are usually a mistake anyway, unless you know the other people very well. Mm. But you don't have to tell jokes to be humorous. Better just to make a few amusing observations. Mm -hmm. The worst thing is telling a long, complicated joke, and nobody laughs. Mm-hmm. Agony. Don't do it.
4: <laughs> Extract four.
0: So let me stop right there. And I love it. It's so funny. Listen, I don't tell jokes. I don't tell jokes. I can't remember when. I don't I don't remember when. This had to be over, I guess, the last 10, 12, 14 years or whatever. I can't remember. Uh, I don't even remember if it was in the comment section. I don't remember much of anything. But to be honest with you, this person said you're not funny i can't remember it must have been either 2018 or 2020 and said you're not funny i can't remember if it was a someone here in thailand or was it an american it was one or the other and i'm like huh it had to be 2020 now i think it's ringing a bell but i'm just like huh i'm not even trying to be funny but best of luck to you in all your future endeavors Because if you really felt like I was trying to make you laugh and you say a very stark and like sarcastic comment like that, I don't want you anywhere near me. I can't remember if it was on IG or somewhere, I have no idea. I don't know if it was a YouTube comment, it was one of those two, or if it was someone that I was talking to, I can't remember. But me, I'm just me. Observations. Like I said, if you force yourself to be funny, you're never gonna make people laugh. But if you're just yourself, And you just say things and talk about experiences listen and people laugh fantastic if they don't laugh fantastic who cares i mean i i don't know if you actually listen if you're listening to me right now have i ever made you laugh there it is do i have any intent do i establish my intent before my podcast my goal is to make my listeners laugh no i'm just am who i am i storytell and sometimes In the stories, there are some crazy ass things that actually happened throughout my life. And I like to talk about them. And I like to go into detail. And if it makes you laugh, thank you. If it doesn't, thank you. You got to accept both sides. But there are people like comedians where they have to, their job is to force people to laugh and they're stating these different types of jokes and stuff. And then next thing you know, some people don't get it and it's embarrassing. So I don't know. Uh, And again, going back to American humor, this and that, like I said, it all depends. But to be honest with you, Finland, again, they won't know what you're saying. They don't really open up much. It's kind of like France and there's another. Oh, Switzerland. There we go. Uh, People don't really talk about their personal life out there, especially on a business perspective. In America, let me give you an example. You meet someone, a black tie event, right? Oh, what is it you do? Right. And you're, you're just like, that's the first question they ask. I don't know if you guys have watched that Netflix series, The Recruit. I think it was phenomenal. But I think the guy, the main character and his girlfriend went to a black tie event with his, his parents were holding or whatever. Her parents were holding. And next thing you know, she sees him. It's like, oh, what, what an unpleasant surprise. And he was being very you know snark and sarcastic with them too. But the second question was, oh, what is it you do? You're doing that government thingy, right? And I'm just like, why is it That Americans—that is the ultimate way to label someone, is it not? If they ask you, "Oh, what is it you do?" Now, again, you know, out here in Thailand, there have been instances where people ask me. uh, I think this uh, was—I was at—I don't know—someplace. It was at a store, and this girl was like, "Oh, uh, you—you where are you from? From America? Do you have a wife?" And I'm like, "Damn! Second question. Do you have a wife?" Okay all right, well, maybe it's in their culture to ask if they got wife, you know, if I have a wife or if the people got spouses and stuff. I don't know. There was another time that I started working at a school and this lady, Jesus Christ, she was so bad. She was madder than fuck. Oh my God. I remember, and I slipped up. It was my fault too. This is when I was super young. I was talking about like 25. And I went to this job and she's like, oh, where are you from? Oh, you're an English teacher? How much do you make? Ah! Never ask about finances. Me, I slipped up. I told her, I've never seen a woman so angry before in my life. And this is because maybe she, being a Thai teacher, having worked there, I'm guessing she worked there 20 plus years. I make more than her because I'm an English speaker. Listen, I know the skills that I needed to, well, not really back then, but I had a skill that was highly sought after. You being who you are, how are you bettering yourself? You need to look yourself in the mirror and be mad at you, not me. I come here and I am a valuable asset, or I was back at that time. Now, obviously, I know who the hell I am, all that other good stuff. But she got hella mad and I slipped up telling her. I should have just said, oh, I only get paid like, you know, $500 a month. If I told her that, she probably wouldn't have been so mad. But she would have went around because she's someone called a manupa in Thailand. It's basically like a grumpy old bitch. She would go around and say, yeah, that phone only makes this much. Ah, hey, that phone only makes this much. No, I'm going to say how much I have it. And then you're going to go around and tell everyone and everyone's going to hate me. I swear in three months, who oh, goddamn, all those old women, man, they hated me. They would say things in Thai, and I would mock the shit out of them behind their back. I remember there was one Thai teacher. She said something about me. She turned around. All the students looked at me and I mocked her by like, just like gesturing with my mouth. Saying, yeah, 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 Like she was like, just complaining. All of them laugh. And I said, aha. Who's in the wrong? Man, I quit that job. That was terrible. That was a terrible environment. That was eight years ago. Man, oh man. Anyways, so with that being said, you've got to be careful with the whole humor thing. So let me stop there. And we got, I do believe we have one more. Oh my
4: God, we got one more. Here we go. Of course, now that we live in the so called network economy, everyone makes a big deal about networking. But it depends who you're networking with. Take the Russians. I mean, they'll have a serious conversation with you on any subject you care to name, but small talk is not really their thing. Same with the Germans, the Swiss, the Swedes, generally very good English, happy to talk about work, but not really keen on the social chit-chat, but go out with a group of Russians after work and they really let their hair down. In that sense, they're a bit like the Chinese. They like a big sit-down meal with plenty to eat. What they don't like is the mingling, the wandering around chatting to people. Basically, it's the British, the French, the Latins and the Americans who are into the schmoozing thing. Americans especially have made an art of it. I mean, they're always easy to talk to. It doesn't get very deep usually, but they'll come right up to you and start a conversation. And actually, I quite like that. Mm. Working the room, as they call it. And that's what it is for them. Work.
0: There it is. And so with that being said, those are the rundowns. Again, I don't know, again, much about the Chinese. You've heard me say it's a lot of different things, you know, because... Again, with the Chinese people, I've met only two throughout my lifetime. Uh, the guy was actually, oh, three. Uh, one guy had a hidden agenda. The other guy was pretty cool. And the girl, oh, my God, my, my, my God. As a matter of fact, you could listen to it. You could type in Wen from China on Spotify, and you could listen to it and listen to her, and you're going to be like, ooh, she's a little yeah, but again, that's only one out of the maybe seven hundred million potentially women Chinese women in the world. So whatever. Uh, but again, there are these these different labels. There are these different things where they're like, yeah, Americans are easy to you know easy to talk to. You know, a lot of people say, are a lot of American. You know, are Americans like you? I'm like, no, our city is our city. I'm not the United States of America. I am a world citizen. I am. I'm not a representation of anything any background, any base, creed, color, religion, uh uh-uh. I am exactly, you judge me based off my character, okay? Not by anything else, not by the passport I hold, not by the sexy-ass latte skin that I have or all the other things that I possess. It does not matter, okay, to me. And so with that being said, again, I I love it. And to be honest with you, right now, the majority of my students, Dominican Republic, Cuba, Puerto Rico, Brazil, Venezuela, Colombia, Mexico, all lat—all Latinos because there's, and, and to be honest with you, I have to look at it and say, why is it that I have so many Latino students? Again, two years ago, I probably had someone from Jordan. I had a guy from Tunisia last year, I believe. I had a girl from Indonesia. As a matter of fact, she was a, a, an accountant somewhere out there in California I had a Filipino. She was one of the very first ones that actually kicked off my business big time in July of 2021 um, because she got a huge score in TOEFL and a couple of other, you know, a couple of other places here and there, you know, Palestine. I think I had a student from there, had quite a few Filipino nurses, especially out there in Saudi Arabia and different places. And again, very, very grateful, very grateful to have, you know, such an array of different folks but now it's kind of like wow well my niche is pretty much all central and south america uh and it's because i think there's a bond and a trust that is built within business between communicating with one another and the latinos they understand based on their intuition who's good and who's full shit uh so and to be honest with you i uh, other than you know a few filipino nurses three years ago pharmacists uh and an accountant from indonesia i've never taught anyone outside of thailand through this business right here i've had thai students purchase my course and stuff like that but i've never had anyone literally like talk to me like directly and say hey you know um you, you know uh, i would like some of the classes i'm from japan it's it's it, or i would have some i would like some classes i'm from korea Absolutely not. That's just not happening. Spain, it has happened a few times, by big a big shout out to the Spanish, uh, but no one else across Europe. Uh and then I have to keep my guard up with some South American countries, not labeling anyone, but you know, the Chilean women, they could be very taker, get some stuff for free, hurry up and block you. Uh, I've had that happen with Finnish and French women too. They come on and I'm like, hey, thanks so much for following me. Oh yeah, I'm getting ready to take TOEFL and they. Hurry up and ask for something free 24 hours later, they hurry up and unfriend you or they block you. And so I learned my lesson back in 2021. I, I didn't because now I know my market, you know? And so I keep it short with some nations. And the last example I give you in terms of business, I know some people who I know there are some nations that are absolutely time wasted. So I waste no time and I say, okay, well, I have this, this, this. You can check my website. There it is. Because I know some people are just very, very time wasting. So looking at, uh, I think it was in December, I had a guy from Iraq, and obviously, them go through the Civil War and all these crazy things that they've been through, I totally understand. But again, taker's mindset, you're going to take TOEFL, and you want me to lower my pricing for you and i totally understand that maybe you should go check out my youtube and podcast because there's a lot of free great stuff and people have listened to my podcast and they've gotten 110 plus on total so you don't necessarily need coaching through me but they don't want that they hurry up and try to take the easy route try to hurry up and gut people of oh can uh, i can only give you two dollars i'm like bro you got to get the hell out of here you fucking crazy <laughs> you fucking crazy boy you better get your ass away from me okay don't even listen to my podcast on youtube you just get the hell away from me And I understand the problems. I understand people have financial problems, this and that. That's why I know my markets. That's why I say, listen, there's this, this, and this with different types of demographics, because I know exactly what is ultimately going to happen. And this doesn't matter if they're living in Iraq or this, like Indians, right? And big shout out to my Indians. There are some Indians that live in America. Dentists, dentists, no bullshit. Dentists who don't even want to pay for coaching. And they got the money, they have this, they have that, and they still don't want to do anything. So, to be honest with you, I still have a couple of them that that know me through a very famous orthodontic. Uh, she was actually Forbes 40, 40 under 40, 40, uh, 40 of the top entrepreneurs, a successful dentist. I forgot what it was, like someone in their in her profession, she was the 40 under 40 on Forbes. And she did a webinar and she gave me a shout out and like nine people follow me from different countries, including Uzbekistan and other places and two are from India. And they still follow me now, but I know within no more than the end of this year, they're going to unfollow me. And it's because they believe in not investing in themselves. Not all. It's just through my business from the business perspective. That's just how it is. So, again, I learn a lot. I've learned a lot through you know, learning about different things, you know, especially Thai students. I don't like to, you know, bother so much. I do not like to bother so much with, uh, you know, Thai students. I just do my thing on Saturday and Sunday. I love training at the business that I do on Monday and Wednesday because that's actually pretty fun and stuff. I've had some pretty good online companies over the past probably two years and stuff, which have been all right. Uh, but, you know, I told myself and I'm going to leave you with this. When it comes to business, I had to evaluate what went, what didn't go right last year. And to be honest with you, if I look at all the unhappiness I did, it all came from time. It was the company at the beginning of the year, the way they acted, the different students that I had between January, February, and March, and then getting back into that probably around September, getting the company in the CBD where these women were just totally bleh. I uh, had a couple of private, the most rich, great business type of people. And honestly, did that bring me fulfillment? It didn't. And so I, have to eval- I evaluated it in this year. I'm just like, I'm not going to accept anything like that at all this year. I've been in Thailand 10 years. I'm done with it. I know exactly where I'm going. I know where I'm going to be marketing. I know who my folks are in terms of me teaching. And I'm not going to venture outside of that. That's all there is to it. And I'm gonna leave you this last thing. You know, one of my students, she's getting ready to take the test, Copal test out there in El Salvador. And I'm just like, okay. But I think a website wasn't working. A lot of different things were happening. I'm like, ah, shit. And I'm like, okay, listen, how about I see you? She's like, are you free tomorrow? I wasn't. I had a few Thai students, but to be honest with you, the two little boys class that you know the two little boys that I have in class that I teach they don't say anything to me I could talk 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 and they just look at me and I'm just like and again our you as a teacher you got to do, do, do no these are a lot like I said these are Thai students they're being forced to learn and again very fortunate for the IELTS class that I teach these big big time uh, international school students they're awesome but at the same time I have to look at. What is the most important thing that I need to do? It's her. This is her future on the line. Those boys, I'm like, okay, listen, I'm going to have to hurry up and rearrange the schedule, but I will see you. I had to make it. I had to make a decision. I had to say, well, uh, sorry, I can't teach these two classes, but I could teach the one in the afternoon. Why? Because there are people who are hungry for success and hungry for the next stage of their life. And then there are people, regardless of age, who are being forced to do things. And so if they don't give me 100%, what am I supposed to do? I still go in, I still give my 100% no matter what. But if you give me very little, you're gonna be one of the first people. I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm so sorry. I normally never cancel, but to be honest with you, tomorrow can't do it. Why? Well, to me, I didn't tell them, but to me, I need to do something very big for someone whose entire future for this year is on the line, not a couple of dudes who are already pretty much ready to go with IELTS and not for two young boys who don't even wanna learn English. So I gotta make that decision. So that's business, that is business. So now in 2023 and considering everything that I've talked about, about impressions, about business in general, I know what my market is and it feels damn good because now, in 2000, obviously, you know, in 2023, I know throughout this entire year, I'm not going to try anything with Thailand. (laughs) But I don't want any students here. I don't want any companies where they don't pay me directly. And if I do teach at a company or train at a company, I want no more than a 20 hour gig. Because after 20 hours, these companies, they just fade away and they just leave and blah, 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 blah. I just don't wanna deal with that anymore because it's so unfulfilling. 10 years, and then if I can extrapolate and look at the next 10 years, what do you think that's gonna be? No, thanks. I don't wanna waste time with people who are really not hungry for the next stage or for their own improvement. And neither should you. I'm your host, Ezra. Thanks for tuning in. And we're going to be doing the second segment, And our next one, oh, ran out.